My name is Martin. And I'm Anika. Welcome to the seventh episode of our podcast, Are We There Yet? Today we're going to be talking about movies. With the Oscars coming up, we thought it would be very timely to talk about how movies affect our lives. Also what we enjoy about movies. And also what we enjoy about movies. (laughs) So we wanted to start off by asking people what their favorite movie of 2015 was. My favorite movie of the last semester was Inside Out because I think it appeals to people both as a Pixar movie and being highly entertaining in that way and animation-wise it was fantastic, but it also has a lot of depth and it is a fa- like fascinating exploration of psychology and psychotherapy and of, in an actual very intellectually engaging way too. Uh, I saw The Force Awakens and it was pretty good. Um, my favorite movie was Creed because I'm a very big boxing fan um, and I love Sylvester. Uh, well, I guess I too. So this summer I watched Interstellar and Mad Max and like, well, both of them are really good for like different reasons. Um, but I thought like Mad Max is um, like just its cinematography was so good and usually like I don't appreciate that because I'm like not a film critic or whatever but it was really good and then Interstellar is just like mind-blowing so I really it's up to you whether or not you think Penn students are a representative sample of what kind of movies people like to watch in general but it's definitely interesting to think about how different movies are more popular in certain categories of people and You know, for example, some of the movies that Penn students think are really entertaining might not be the same movies that are noticed by the Oscars. I also think there's a difference between favorite movie and best movie. A lot of times you know that your favorite movie is not the best by any means, but that's not what makes it special to you. That makes sense, you know, because I think movies can be intensely personal. So I guess that sort of begs the question, why do we care so much about the Oscars? The Oscars are an interesting time to really reflect on the movies that we've had this year, and it's also a good way to sort of look at the different types of movies that are out there. It's a good check on how we've been representing ourselves in movies over the past year. It's like the State of the Union, but for Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) In a way... The state of the union is political, but I guess I wonder if something like the Oscars is able to sort of get a view for pop culture trends, really pick up on some of issues that are really, I guess, big right now. I know you were talking about some of the issues with diverse representation in movies. We can't talk about the Oscars without um, considering... The recent efforts to improve diversity in movies, some people have even said that they will boycott the Oscars and not attend because they don't think the nominations are representative. Um, For the second year, all 20 nominations for acting are all white, despite many prominent black films being released last year, such as Straight Outta Compton, Selma, and more. I guess we can no longer make the argument that people aren't getting nominated because not enough films with African-American actors are being produced. I don't think the um, people who made the nominations at the Oscars are to blame. 
because it's not their fault that many non-white actors don't even get a chance to be casted in movies in the first place. So I think it's more of an industry issue rather than the Oscars' fault. And that people who are boycotting aren't really helping us address the real issue. I don't know how much people who are boycotting are helping, but I definitely think that probably the blame lies with both parties. I mean, especially when it's something that, you know, when this is the second year this is happening, that's like a sample of N equals 40, right? Like to have (laughs) stats, Um, to have that many people of a sample size and to have no representation from any race other than white people just seems a little, I don't know, it seems a little too significant. (laughs) I do think diversity in movies has improved greatly over the past few years, um, I just think that many of these roles are not the leading roles and that while we do see a lot of uh, black and Asian and Hispanic actors, they're usually um, side characters. Just having some sort of ratio for diversity in movies isn't good enough. I think that, you know, how people are represented, what kind of roles they're playing in these films is probably just as important as whether or not a film had African-American or Hispanic actors. And a lot of times we don't see them as um, as nuanced characters the way we see white leads because if they're just there to represent their race it may be that they're a stereotype or just a token character. I was recently talking to someone else about how we were frustrated with how many Indian characters and by that I mean like South Asian characters in movies or even in tv shows like even on disney channel have this ridiculous indian accent (laughs) regardless of where they grew up in america and you can judge for yourself but i grew up here (laughs) no indian accent i think i imagine some of those issues are more obvious to people of their own race as in i might not notice how certain races are being misrepresented on TV because it's so normalized. I think one really important way we can change the kinds of narratives we see in TV and movies is to really push for more diversity of creators that create this content that we see, not just um, casting, but, but in production, in the writing of these stories. Recent movies like The Danish Girl and About Ray are about trans people, but they actually aren't written by trans people themselves and um, are not portrayed by trans actors. And so some people find this very problematic that um, even though transgender people may be represented, it's not actually their voices that are being heard. They can sometimes make the experience and the challenges that individuals of certain you know backgrounds or issues go through because they don't understand them at the same time we've been talking about movies as a form of social commentary but a lot of the times when i watch movies it's not about looking deeply into society or questioning how we view other people sometimes it's just for fun a lot of my favorite movies are my favorite because they're just entertaining you know A lot of Oscar films 
for Best Picture are nominated because they're deep and artsy, but the most popular films that have the highest grossing totals at the box office are usually those um, just entertaining family movies that are just fun to watch. I love artsy and I love dramatic, but I also grew up watching really horrible regional Indian films <laughs> with just horrible graphics, horrible quality, completely boring, stale screenplay, and still found them incredibly hilarious. So I just think that sometimes movies can serve really different purposes. I have a friend who loves watching bad movies, and one, one of our favorites that I watched with her is Mac and Me. It was released in 1988, and it's completely awful. It's a feature-length <laughs> advertisement for McDonald's and Coke, and it was so great to watch. I mean, really bad films and really critically acclaimed films aren't the only, I guess, tropes of films that we have. We also have movies that are just so predictable. You know, they don't really bring that much original in terms of how you think about something. Like classic movies. Like something you can come back to. Very rewatchable. Exactly. Like, I personally love watching, like, Cinderella movies. <laughs> there have been so many remakes. So many, but I still watch them. Because there's something so comforting about knowing exactly what's going to happen next. At the same time, breaking movies into different categories can sometimes not be a good thing. For instance, the animation category at the Oscars sometimes keeps these really great movies that happen to be animated from being nominated for Best Picture. Only three animated films have actually been nominated for Best Picture and none have won it. I think now that you've brought up the Oscars, maybe it's time to take things full circle. I think today has just been a way for us to think about how we think about movies. Sometimes it can be easy to mindlessly watch movies, and we can't forget about some of the issues with diversity and the improper representation of narratives that we see in film today. At the same time, movies can be a good time, and we should enjoy them for what they are. As you watch the Oscars next week, don't be afraid to both overthink and underthink. Thanks for listening to our latest episode of Are We There Yet?